In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! You probably know your own personality, but do you know your financial personality? On today's show, we're talking the characteristics that drive how you relate to your money and how you use it. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And thank you for joining us on the Get Ready for the Future show. We are live on Facebook and YouTube, and we are broadcasting across the, uh, I guess, across the world. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Wherever you, you can get Wi-Fi, you, can, you know, here we are. Yeah, yeah Facebook. That, that's there it. you go. And, of course, we're broadcasting on uh, terrestrial radio here in central Arkansas. If you're listening to us on the weekend on our affiliate stations across the state, we thank you for joining us on the Get Ready for the Future show. John Shrewsbury in uh, with uh, Scott Inman out on some personal business today. Tim Key joining us from the West Little Rock office. And, of course, my business partner, Janet Walker, at the holding down the other end of the table. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the way I'm leaning on it, it does kind of look like I'm literally holding it down. Holding it down. <laughs> yeah, so so guys, we've had uh, we've kind of had an interesting uh, couple of weeks in the in the market. Uh, we have seen the market just going crazy on right. the upside, uh, coming off this pandemic. Uh, the downturn that we had, that sharp sharp downturn we had back in March, uh, has now turned around into almost a a, a record breaking uh, bull market on the on the upside. But uh, we we're a little bit cautious about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But it is kind of an interesting time, and we're finding out lots of things about our our personalities and and how we relate to money. Yeah, this was kind of fun to do, the whole personality thing. We've we've done this before. It's a a fun little test to take. You know, what's your financial personality? We're talking about Facebook. There's all kinds of things like this all over Facebook regularly. It's, It's that type of fun thing. But really, at its core, when you get past the, you know, just the fun part, there's really some basis in it that can help you understand yourself a little bit more financially, Tim. I think it's really good to know exactly what your personality is when it comes to money. I mean, yeah. we know what it is when it comes to other things in life. Sometimes we have a good idea what it might be for money. Um, actually, when I took this test this in this past week, it kind of confirmed what I thought. But yeah. it, it, um, it didn't give me a big surprise. But it then also kind of gives you some tips on this is why you think the way you do on certain right, things. Right, right. It, it is very insightful. It's good to have that information. So uh, for those who are just, you know, itching to take this test at the mere mention of it, let's go ahead and, <laughs> and uh, let's go ahead and t- tell you a little bit about what we're doing with this. Uh, if you go to uh, our website, getreadyforthefuture.com and go forward slash personality, you can take this uh, personality quiz and find out uh, in general uh, about your personality when it comes to money and finances. I found uh, that uh, I was a a Fitbit uh, personality, but I don't know that that's totally accurate. So I'm going to take a little bit of issue as we develop that on the show a little bit later today. Well, I think it's kind of like anything else, though. It's not that you're 100% anything. You know, the, the test is set up so that it shows what your primary financial personality is and uh, no surprise I was the financial Fitbit one too you were well. t- yeah so we're yes. 100% I mean my goodness we're financial advisors <laughs> does this shock anybody that this is how we're wired you know but but here's the point though it, there's a fun aspect to it but then unlike most of the other fun things like this that you get through social media at the end of it there's a so what So if you want to follow up with, okay, now I have a label for my financial personality. Now, what do I need to understand about myself? Then there's the ability for you to do that at the end of this quiz. At the risk of full disclosure here, let's let's kind of reveal what we found out during this pandemic about our financial personalities. You know, when when things get crazy, sometimes people get crazy with their money. And and I found that I've observed that a little bit in some people. Uh, And there's always this, I guess, uh, uh, threat, if you will, of 
comfort buying and things of that right. nature. Uh, Janet, did you uh, did you buy anything during this pandemic? I mean, I bought stuff, but I didn't do any comfort buying. That's, that's not really how I'm wired. And if I were wired that way, here's what it would look like. Because once in a blue moon, I'll do something like this. My daughter and I will go like to TJ Maxx and we'll get two or three things, you know. Well, we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> And and even when they opened back up, you couldn't try stuff on. And I'm like, um, honey, if I can't try it on, because, you know, the 19 in COVID-19 stands for the number of pounds that we've all gained. And so I'm not going to wow. buy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. Just, just don't even say anything. So I'm not going to buy anything if I can't try it on. So, you know, the things that I might have done on a very small scale, we didn't do it all. So in our family, we've saved a lot of money we didn't eat out you know we've saved a lot more money than we would normally even save now tim you're between me and her so i'm going to tell on her but you you're, you have to keep her off of me when i when i <laughs> when i throw this out you know what she bought what she bought she bought a tractor it was not an emotional purchase you asked me if i did any <laughs> emotional buying this was something that was already in the works well so, and, yeah and we're going to debate whether that's an emotional buy or not for the farm girl okay it wasn't maybe in connection with the pandemic that's true but it was an emotional buy for the farm girl who yeah. uh, has a plot of land behind her house and and, and now is is uh, farmer jane out there so you have to have yeah. a tractor right that's so right see have, tim it, understands it, me yes, i yeah, completely I understand you i here, see so. i see well what about you tim what did you buy well, we ended up buying some things at Lowe's for the yard, and you know we were at home. He is one of those millions of people that showed up at the at the uh, home improvement store. Yeah, it was packed. You know, you couldn't go to church, but you could go to the home improvement well, store. Well, but I, I have a friend though who did like basically this little dissertation, if you will, on Facebook about why that's okay, and and she made a very valid point. She said, you know, when when I'm at the home improvement store, I'm going there to buy the half a dozen things that I need, and I go and get what I need, and I leave. When I'm at church, if you're breathing. I'm I'm going to hug you, you know, and I'm sure going to hug you if if I hadn't seen you in, you know, a couple of months. And I'm also going to linger and we're going to sit closer to each other because we're going to sit down and have some coffee and catch up on life. And, you know, she said, basically, the point is I'm going to share a whole lot more germs with you if I'm at church than if I'm at the home improvement store. I got (laughs) truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. So we did some of those types of things around the house. And then we actually had to go car shopping and it wasn't anything that we had planned on doing. Yeah. There was a car accident um, involved. There was a car in this. accident they didn't have involved a choice. in this one, so yeah. we actually had to replace a car. So we have gone car shopping through this process, but I think it kind of goes back to our personalities too. And my wife, living with me for the last nineteen years, you know, we had just paid this car off about six months ago that we had, right? And she's like, "I don't want another car payment, so we're going to take the check from the insurance company and add some money to that." And actually be able to pay cash for this next car, too. So, yep. Good. That's the way to so do it. Good. That. And there's some good opportunities out there right now because there aren't a whole lot of people buying cars. Well, yeah. I, and, and, and now that you bring up uh, these four-wheel uh, vehicle things, <laughs> they almost got me. They almost got me with the 0% interest and my desire to have a Jeep. Yeah, it's, it's it, was, it was it was close. Because I'm proud of you for not doing but, that. But I I, yeah. I did something that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Is I waited 24 hours and then I waited another 24 hours and I waited another 24 hours and it still didn't go away. And so I just turned the TV off and quit watching it. it and, and it kind of, ultimately went. And ultimately yeah. it did. But I did have this. I, I bought these. The these are uh, are AirPods. This uh, is not a commercial. Yes, I, it is not a commercial. <laughs> but uh, I did buy some AirPods because. I, I, and I justified this expensive purchase. These things are, are pricey, but I justified them because they sound so good on, on uh, all Zoom. The Zoom calls all you're the, doing yeah, now. All the Zoom calls and everything. I can hear really well from them, and uh, they, they uh, make me sound like I'm not in a tunnel. So yeah. that, that's, a, that's a good thing. So I survived with only you know a couple hundred dollars of, of expenditure on what I would call a comfort purchase, but I dodged a big bullet on about a $35,000 oh, or $40,000 yeah. deal. I, I mean, seriously, I, I think, in in all seriousness, setting the tractor purchase aside, because that was already planned for us, it was just a, a timing thing. Um, but setting that aside, I really think most of the people I've been in touch with have saved more money than they've spent during this time. I, I think that's probably true. We're just getting started on the Get Ready for the Future show. We're unveiling your financial personality. We'll go through those financial personality quizzes here in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash radio. 
We'll be right back. This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member Fender SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for joining us on social media on the fastest four minutes in investing and across the state of Arkansas on the GenWealth Radio Network. Uh, Janet Walker in for Scott Inman on the uh, fastest four today. And, and Janet, we love earnings here at GenWealth. When we, we think do. about companies, we think that is a primary driver of the market. And it's been an interesting earnings season because it's been a, a bit of a mixed bag. And I don't know that anybody that is a casual observer of the market would think that we would have some companies doing really well and some companies not so much. Well, and this is first quarter earnings. Obviously, we're not through second quarter yet. And that'll be a different report when we get farther down the road. But in first quarter earnings, we've got you know some really good reports obviously from healthcare that's probably not a surprise to anybody because right. even you know well before it hit here in Arkansas it was in other areas across the country and so they have actually benefited in terms of their earnings from COVID-19 and the impact that they've had there and then another winner for the the first quarter in terms of earnings is the uh, the technology area I, I think about a friend of mine who said uh, I didn't know what a Zoom was you know two months ago and now I'm on a Zoom call all the time And so those types of things, they've grown significantly in this work from home situation. Absolutely, they have. And on the flip side of this, you can see uh, a lot of the hardest hit companies in the S&P 500 have been things like apparel, uh, retail, uh, restaurants, travel, entertainment, things like that. And those are obvious uh, losers in this pandemic because they've just been completely shut down. And so we have large segments of the economy that are going to report big losses uh, in the first quarter quarter if they haven't already and and likely we'll we'll do that again in the second quarter. Yeah, second quarter is a, is a definite. I saw something from Burt White and I wish I had this in front of me to tell me the definitive time period, but it talked about apparel sales down over 80% in whatever, you know, the time period was that it was looking at and and I don't care what industry you are and I don't care what time period you're looking at, that is a hugely significant number. So let's step back from this for just a second. We think that the average recession that there is a about a 15 to 20 percent negative earnings report at some point in time. We could be at that or greater in the second quarter, but they're thinking that the third and fourth quarter might be a lot better. Yeah, so the, the unique factor here with COVID-19 and the impact that this, this recession will have is everybody going back to work. In the past, the, the the turn on you know what's going to turn this back around has been far more nebulous in pick your recession it's been far more nebulous than okay everybody's back at work and so we can start expecting positives moving forward Um, and again it's not that everybody's back right now it's still kind of a gradual turn but there will come a point when we go everybody is back who's going to be back now what there are folks that have asked me a lot of uh, questions about the stock market and why the market is doing so well when the economy stinks so badly and i think that the added feature of all of the stimulus money that the government has turned loose on the economy and pumped into the economy that is Mm -hmm. really the one piece of glue if you will that's holding the economy and the market somewhat together but janet it looks like that we could see uh, another downturn, maybe not as sharp as it was in March, but another downturn could be on the way. And, and keep in mind, it's still a presidential election year. So to have a another 10% correction at some point uh, between now and the end of the year would not at all surprise us. We're expecting continued volatility for sure. For long-term investors, though, we think that stocks are still favored over bonds, and that's the the word from Ryan Dietrich and, and our team at LPL Research. So, if as long as you can maintain uh, your seatbelt on your stock portfolio, uh, we feel like that uh, should be. Uh, able to pay off for you in the long term. That is the fastest four minutes in investing. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in a moment. 
Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. From the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. We are talking the six different personality types when it comes to money and your finances on the Get Ready for the Future show. We want to remind you, you can go take this quiz on our website at GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash personality. It's absolutely free of charge. And at the end, uh, you'll have a little uh, a form that you can print out that says, hey, I now know my personality. Here's the next step for me to kind of gain control of some of those things that uh, you may be doing that might not necessarily be in your best interest. And before we get too far away from this, I thought I would at least lobby just a little bit for my my my. AirPods. I have to call them uh-huh. the right thing because I'll call them earpods. Uh, <laughs> but but the AirPods. If Janet, if we could get a device that could help me get rid of these big fat ugly headphones and could use these on the air and you know I, it probably wouldn't cost but a few thousand dollars could i think we do that? you're gonna have to talk to the other mr shrewsbury who's the director of such okay, so right yeah <laughs> i'll set those aside and we'll just keep moving then because i know what that answer will be okay so let's talk about these six different personality types yeah. And this first one really kind of gives me the willies because I guess I've watched too much uh, satellite television and uh, that that show that is on, I think it's on A&E called The Hoarders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, That's and, the vision you get with yeah, this title. So yeah. with this title, The Hoarder, I think about money stacked up all over your house. And that kind of you know, bugs me a little bit because I always wonder... You know, what happens if there's a fire? What happens you if there's a break? It. You, you know, lose it. yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit, Janet, about the hoarder. Uh, Tim, I think this is something that we've seen. I, I feel like, to a certain extent, generationally, and not like a generation has a personality as a whole, but I, I do feel like it, it seems to be more common. Those who were, for example, greatly influenced by people who grew up during the Great Depression. So, like my my dad would would strong fall into this category now it's not that he never spent anything you know he as a farmer he would buy land but but he wasn't going to buy frivolously anything ever at all period and and mom is still very much that way that you know there's there's a lot there's there's cash i hate to say a lot it's not like that it's not like you know seven figures sitting in (laughs) in a bank account but there's excess savings because that was the way that they were raised they were raised by people who didn't have any excess and so when they got some they held on to it for security and we we do tend to see that like my mom will be 80 in august and so there's very much a a generational deal that i see anyway in how they were raised very much so i think i can my dad's a lot that way now i mean he's 81 and so you know investing is not something he's done he's he's done bank cds and of course when cds were paying eight or nine percent interest um 30 years ago that was Mm -hmm, great mm -hmm. but now that they don't really give you anything right i mean he's still stuck there and he's not going to move outside of that because he's not going to take on any risk and one of the things with him and also my grandmother his mother who passed away many years ago when we cleaned her house out you had to go through the books because oh yeah there might be money anywhere yeah Yeah. they might throw a ten dollar bill in there and so you had to actually go through things before you could actually get rid of it. I think about this when, when people have estate sales, that type of thing goes through my mind all the time because I don't know about you guys, but I have had more than more than one, many more than one over the years, clients who have told me about, well, there's there's money in mason jars in the walls and there's mm-hmm. and there's money in the mattress. And and I remember that like the first time somebody told me they had money in the mattress, I kinda laughed because I thought they were just using that phrase jokingly. They were like no, r- really, there's, there's money in the mattress. And, and I mean, they had it everywhere. And that's really what this personality is. And, and we're not, we're not going to bash having excess savings. I mean, in times like what we've just been through, it has been a blessing to a lot of people to have that additional savings that you didn't think you would ever really, really need. 
but you had it to fall back on. That's one thing, but you don't want to go to the extreme of literally hiding money in your house because what happens when you die or what happens when the house burns down? Who else knows where that is? Well, I think it's interesting that uh, this type of personality almost has a, a heightened reverence for money. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they regard it in very high esteem and that it's hard to come by. And if you get some of it, you better put it away and you better not spend it on anything other than what you absolutely have to have unless it's something that's going to be productive. Well, and I'll say, uh, you know, we, we kind of gave people a hard time about all the excess toilet paper buying. I mean, you know, how many times are you going to use the bathroom <laughs> in a two-month period? And, you know, if you have supplies for three years, we're probably overdoing it a little bit. But I'll also say there is there is that personality that is a provider, and, and, and then it comes out in this way in the sense of providing for your family and wanting to know that you're always, always, always going to have enough. And, and this is a way uh, that I see this in my husband. He's not the hoarder personality completely, but he told me recently, he said, you know, there are certain things that we need to have that have been in short supply. And he said, when this eases up, I'm just telling you, I'm going to buy some excess. Now he's not going to have, you know, like a room filled with toilet paper. It will be within reason. (laughs) And that's not even the item on the list. But but there are things that our family truly needs that are difficult to find. I'm sorry. I just got this mental image of Stephen peering over (laughs) stacks of toilet paper in the in the spare bedroom at the house. Interesting. I, I, I will say this. If we were as good at saving money in an emergency fund as we were at accumulating toilet paper during the pandemic. Yep. No one would have any kind of problems as far as, you know, being laid off or anything is concerned. Plenty of money. We'll we'll just ride it out. I'll get another job. Everything will be okay. That's right. So uh, there are certain, uh, I guess, positive attributes to this that that if you kind of take that and and lend it over to money and say, okay, I'm going to to have in excess of six months emergency fund. Nobody's laughing at those folks that had six months of of, uh, expenses in an emergency fund these days. So that's the, the hoarder personality. Let's jump to number two and talk about the anxious investor. Now, this is not a, a, a person that is necessarily, uh, Tim, uh, uh, trying to skid away from investing. This is somebody that is anxious about their investments. You know, they're, they're the ones that hear something and they think, I need to get in on that before it's too mm-hmm. late. And so when things are going well, they're willing to take on more and more risk. Man, isn't that the famous last words? I need to get in on that before it's too late. Uh, what's the, what is the the common uh, thought process in our industry about that? By the time you've heard about yeah. it, it's too it's late. It's too late. Yeah. yeah. And, and and so these people who call up and, and say, oh, I heard about this stock and I want to get in on this stock. Well, the bloom is probably off the rose in that situation. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not like they're not going to get anything positive out of it. But if you're chasing it, and I'm completely making up numbers here. This is about nothing in particular, but if you're chasing it because your buddy made 40% in a month, then guess what? That 40% has already taken place, and it's not going to probably take place next month. And you might make 5%, but you're probably not going to make 40 You know, it, So if you're chasing it for those extremes, like we've said, by the time you hear about it, it's too late. Well, and it also runs afoul of the number one rule of investing. Yeah. And the number one rule of investing is you want to buy low and sell high. Mm-hmm. And you end up, by the time you hear about it, buying high and then getting disappointed about it and selling low because yeah. uh, you go, well, I, I, got, I screwed up on that. And and we see this periodically with, uh, with uh, both fad stocks, you know, something that comes into uh, into fashion, so to speak, and people jump all over it after the stock has already run up and they've heard about it. Or we also see this in very localized stocks where maybe somebody's familiar with a local company and they think, oh, well, I heard so-and-so who works there say that they did this. First of all, that's probably insider trading. You don't want to do that. Uh, but second of all, they, they think that because they have some knowledge about that operation that they're comfortable with it and yeah. that they say, okay, I think I see an opportunity here. Nothing wrong with seeing an opportunity, but you have to analyze it and say, am I right in the time? 
timing of the opportunity. And we don't think that that is really necessarily the way to do it. We are much more strategy based than emotion based when it comes to to uh, buying on the news, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, I think you just hit on the key. It, it, Tim, we've got to focus on the facts and really the anxious investor is focusing on the emotion of it, whether it is fear or greed, they're focusing on the emotion of the investment. And the reality is you've got to come back to slow and steady wins the race and get to the basics of what do I need to understand about my money? Right. I think in some cases people, you know, they thrive off that emotional high. And yeah. And if you have a good financial plan in place where you've got a lot of security and other things and mm-hmm. we're able to do the slow and steady wins the race, if you've got some excess that you really don't need for the plan and you want to play with it over on the side, we do have some clients that do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they can jump in and out and they can make some mistakes. Because it's their Vegas money it's on their Vegas side. Money, exactly. Yeah. But what they will remember most often are those one or two times that they actually came out and hit that 40 or 50 percent in a month. Right. And they forget about all the times that they actually bought high and sold low and took a loss. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think you make a great point that you've got to to literally put up a, a, a concrete wall yeah. between your financial plan and as we call it, your Vegas money or the, the money that you're going to play with. Uh, I have no problem with somebody mm-hmm. having a play account as long as it's not attached to their retirement income and they think somehow that they're going to, to get over on retirement by playing in the market. I, I had uh, a family who came to me, this has been many, many years ago, um, the, the husband, the dad passed away children were adults and he had handled his money before they came here he had handled all of the investments and I remember them telling me you know he did such a fabulous job he invested in this and made money here and he invested in this and made money here and they were accurate on those things but he didn't tell them the whole story and when I was looking back at documents I mean documents don't lie these are the buys and these are the sales and what I saw was he had also lost over $300,000 in some of his investment decisions. I don't care how much you have, $300,000 is significant. Now, I never told the family that. They didn't need to know. They were going to be okay without it. But the distinction is there could have been a small amount that he quote-unquote played with. Let's not put $300,000 on the play table. That's you know, a big that, play it's, table. That's a big <laughs> play. And that was just what he lost. Mm. You know, anyway, separate your Vegas money from your got to have it for retirement money. Well, let's face it. Not everybody can be the Babe Ruth of investing. And Babe Ruth even struck out more yeah. than, than he hit home runs. And if everybody can't be the Babe Ruth of investing, what does that say about your strikeout uh, right. you know, ratio uh, to, to hits that you might get? It's something that you've got to have a complete understanding on of how you separate that from your real serious money as, as you get into the planning process. We're talking about the six personality types regarding your money. We're back on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. We thank you for joining us on the Get Ready for the Future show. We want to remind you here at Wealth Financial Advisors, we are very much in tune with where you are in terms of relating to this pandemic and how it may be affecting your retirement. And because of that, we have waived our financial planning fees for a period of time for our clients and potential clients that are 55 years and older. So if one of you and as a husband and wife are age 55 or older, we are waiving our financial planning fees and will allow you to come in and work with an advisor and put together a plan at no cost to you as you work your way toward retirement. This is a great value. Normally, a financial plan uh, will run anywhere from $500 to $1,500. You've got a chance to absolutely just avoid that cost in the in the process and, and have a, a wonderful uh, financial plan put together for you. Guys, it, it really does uh, come in a, a big three ring binder. There's lots and lots of information in it. But it's one of those things that is not overwhelming because we try to make it very simple for people to to get their arms around it as we walk them through it, Tim. Yeah, we really have a summary document in the front of each of those plans. And it gives you a step by step process that we'll walk through. And it also allows you to be able to go home, 
read through that. It also provides that education of why we're making recommendations and so forth. So, yeah, it's very helpful, very um, to the point, and, you know, it's going to accomplish and help you get to what your goals are. And, Janet, we've had a lot of people call our office and and take us up on this offer because they they really do understand that even though the market has worked its way back up and we're not not at the the same level as we were pre-pandemic, but we are at the 2019 levels. And so we are in a uh, a situation where people do understand that that big swings in the market can really wreck your retirement. Uh, They absolutely can and i think it's important for people to understand and we've said this for years but i I think it probably sounds a little bit more real to people right now there will always be a crisis du jour that that's what it's a crisis of the day just change the label and change the details a little bit on the impact on the market but that's going to continue it has been a part of life since the markets existed it will continue to be a part of life for the rest of your life it's going to continue that way so the question is is were you prepared for this storm in the market and if you were fabulous you're probably going to be prepared for the next one but if you weren't prepared for this storm how do you get ready for the next one and part of that is in your planning it's important to take the time to sit down and prepare for the next crisis du jour and you can call us right now 501-653-7355 if you would like to take advantage of that offer that's 501-653-7355 if you're listening on radio over the weekend you will uh, obviously go to our voicemail because we're not working on the weekends but uh, you will leave your your name and number and Anna Olive, our new client relations specialist, will actually get in touch with you on Monday and give you a call to uh, make uh, plans to uh, visit us here at the Gen Wealth office. Or you can actually do that still uh, virtually on uh, on Zoom or uh, go to meeting or whatever the systems are that we're using these it's days. It's almost the systems is your because yes. we can switch and do all kinds of things, but yeah. electronically. Yes, you can do it virtually and and be able to uh, still social distance, but get your financial plan taken care care of. Again, that number to call is 501-653-7355. We're talking about the six financial personality types on the Get Ready for the Future show today. You can go take that quiz at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash personality. It's absolutely free of charge and you'll get a little bit of information uh, to go along with the results that you get on that quiz. So I want to have a little bit of fun with this um, and get some feedback from what people are getting on the results of your personality quiz here. So for the first three people who go and take the personality quiz and then go to Gen Wealth's Facebook page and just give us feedback. Just let us know on there. Just comment on our page that, hey, I took the quiz and I am a whatever. Let us know what your personality is. We'll give you one of our books. The retirement should be more. We'll get that out to you. Uh, if you'll just go and take the quiz and be one of the first three people who comments on our Facebook page to let us know what your quiz results were. Let's jump back into those personality types, and I'm going to kind of uh, expose, you know, one of the the hidden personality types of, of John. And mm-hmm. if you've been around me, you, you probably know this, but I, I tend to be that Fitbit. I, that, I test it out as a Fitbit, and we'll talk about that in the last segment. But I am also very much a social value spender. You are. And, and I have a little bit of retail therapy about me. Uh, I don't like going to retail stores except to buy clothes. And, and I, am, I will go and buy clothes uh, when I don't need them. And my wife will tell me that, you know, you don't need that. And I'll go, yeah, I know, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Right. <laughs> so right. Uh, it, it's really interesting that that, uh, that fleshed out in this, in this conversation and, and, and looking at that. So I will freely admit that, that I'm a little bit of a, a retail therapy person. If I'm, you know, not feeling really great, I can usually go to a, a men's clothing store and, and you know, buy a few things and I feel really a whole lot better. Now, I'm not sure why I do that, but I do. I'm not going to do a deep dive into psychology here because (laughs) I don't have the degrees behind my name to do that. I appreciate that. But I I do think, not just with you, but with, with all of us really, so much of this you can go back and find the why in how we grew up. It's there. And for you, you know, you've gotten to the point in life where you can do those things, where growing up, you couldn't. Yeah, you you couldn't just 
go buy a new shirt because you wanted to and you were having a bad day or whatever. And so now the ability to be able to do that and not have to worry about whether you're giving up a meal because you went and bought a shirt, you know, it, it has an impact. And I think really regardless of what your personality type winds up being, you can probably look back at your childhood and see the why there. And Tim, I think it's it's important. I, I don't think that that me going and buying a shirt or whatever the case may be, you know, wrecks the budget or anything. And I think that's the distinction here. There's nothing wrong with a little retail therapy as long as it fits in your budget and as long as you can afford it and you're not destroying something else in the process. Right. As long as it fits in the budget and you're planning for that. Again, it all goes back to planning how mm-hmm. you're going to spend your money. And I mean, I know that both of these that we're talking about during this segment are you take that test and that quiz and there's 18 questions and then it tells you exactly kind of what you're favored for, you know, which, which one you actually are. Right. It also shows the other five and kind of where you graded out in those. And both of these are on my negative side. I'm not, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it says a lot about me, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, um, I'm I really not the big spender. I really kind of don't care what other people think <laughs> about me. Um, I, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not where I find my value at all. Um, and that's probably very apparent when you look in my closet and go, I think I saw a video of her wearing that shirt seven years ago. <laughs> well, y- you know, I, I just don't care. Still fits. I, it, it still, still fits. fits. <laughs> it still fits. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, Lori and I have that conversation often. It's like, look at this. We, we probably do need to go out and spend some money on Refresh some clothes some at some things. point in time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw this out because it's in our show notes here, and I wanted to be sure that both of you are aware that if you happen to have some latent uh, uh, tendencies along these lines, I would be more than happy to help you with this because mm-hmm. one of the latent tendencies is uh, for the social value spender is they like to give gifts to loved ones just because. I do that. I, I'm in that category completely. Well, I, let me just say yeah. that I am I'm volunteering as a <laughs> recipient. A receiver I am volunteering <laughs> to be a recipient at any particular point in time that you want to give a gift just because I'm sure Tim and I would be more than happy to receive that. Yeah, it, it's funny because when I when I first saw, you know, the, the category that like the overall broad title of a social value spender, it makes me think more about the person who buys things for themselves because of what other people think about them. That's not me at all. But this deal of, you know, like if, Tim, if you were my nephew and I heard you saying, man, I'd love to have, you know, Product X, then if Product X is not insanely expensive, it might just show up on your doorstep. You know, it's just kind of how I'm wired. But my dad was very much that way. Absolutely. He wouldn't spend the money on himself, but he'd spend it on somebody else in a heartbeat. Let, let me just also confess, since this is a confession uh, <laughs> show, apparently, I, I spent a, a good part of my Memorial Day weekend uh, binge watching this show on Netflix called Selling Sunset. Now, if you haven't seen this, it's about the, this real estate agency on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And all the agents there, except for the principals, the principals are two guys, uh, brothers, as a matter of fact, twin brothers. And all the women are are just, uh, you can imagine, Hollywood, good-looking women, all kinds of, of, you know, Gucci clothes and this and that and the other. And and as you, I was watching this, and nobody's going to believe this, but I was watching this. Because I love the architecture of those expensive homes. I love to see those expensive homes. I I could care less about the drama that was going on. As a matter of fact, that annoyed the stink (laughs) out of me. Uh, But but I love watching these, or looking at these expensive homes. But, uh, you know, when you look at at those characters that are on that show, it's all about how they look and and Mm -hmm. what they're wearing and all this type of thing. And and there's not much emphasis on that verbally, but you can just see it in in their actions and everything. And I think that's what I think about, about, you know, someone who is a a social value spender. I think they get their value uh, from the social aspect of, of what they spend their money on. But but I think it's a really kind of interesting that that it plays out in different ways with different people. Tim, you want to talk about a little bit about the cash splasher. It's kind of closely related to the social value spender. That's true. This is someone who, you know, if you go out to eat, they're the ones that are saying, I'm going to pick up the check before the, you ever sit down at the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that kind of gives them that feeling that, you know, OK, you know, people are going to be thanking me and all this mm-hmm. other. And they're, so they're getting their gratification from that, being able to throw that money down and be able to let loose of it. Right. 
Right. Well, I think it's important for us to think about this in light of the times that we're in right now that we I think one of the things that that most people have found in this pandemic is the value that you get is not from what you spend but it is in the relationships that you have and connections and the connections and the time that you get to spend with where you know a lot of people spend lots more time with family uh, than they probably have in in years uh, through the last couple of months and so I think it's important that if you are one who is a cash splasher so to speak well splash some on us and we will take care of that but but if you are a cash splasher i think you have to kind of think about okay what's really important in life and i think that's where you know this whole thing comes down uh in terms of this personality thing sometimes you can that can be very revealing to you yeah again it it is a question of of who are you you know in your at your core what does this really tell us about who you are and and i think this you know this can be very revealing it's good to be generous but are you generous because you're generous or are you generous because you want somebody's approval we've got two more to go on the get ready for the future show as we study these six personality types as they relate to your money we're coming back in just a couple of minutes stay with us on the get ready for the future show Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. Education driven, strategy based, team delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. Welcome back to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you're just joining us and wondering who the heck are these folks on my uh, computer or on my radio, uh, Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is a personal financial planning firm based here in the state of Arkansas. We also have an office in Northwest Louisiana. We work with people who are getting ready for their future. And most of the time, those folks are getting ready for retirement. Now, we also work with people who are accumulating money, uh, preparing for retirement. But the, the main part of our business is helping people to get ready for creating an income stream for themselves so they can basically replace a paycheck when they walk out of work for the last time. If that fits you, you've got an opportunity right now. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, we have waived our financial planning fees for folks that are 55 and older. You simply have to just go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com and and, uh, go to the uh, Contact Us button and and contact uh, our office here in Bryant, 501-653-7355. If you'd like to do that uh, by telephone, again, that number is 501-653-7355. Guys, I got to slow down when I say that. I had somebody (laughs) tell me on the phone the uh, the other day, they said, you guys, when you're talking about that phone number, you rattled it off so fast, I I broke my pen trying to to write it down. We've been saying it for a very long time. Yeah, we have. So that's (laughs) 501-653-7355. And Tim, it's a great value value for someone to be able to uh, actually come into GenWealth right now and and capture a financial plan for themselves at no cost. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks, we've had a number of people come in and sit down with us in the West Little Rock office. I work with Scott um, there, and so we've been meeting with some folks. And I think, you know, 55, that's that retirement red zone we've mm-hmm. talked about in the past. You know, you're probably five to 10 years out from retirement. It's time to actually sit down, make sure you have a plan that's going to get have you on track so that you can actually walk away from that job that you're getting that regular paycheck for and start paying yourself from your retirement and your social security and so forth, making sure that's all ready and set up. So um, if I'm, so if you're 55 and older, you've got the opportunity to do that right now. 501-653-7355. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com if you're online and uh, just go to the Contact Us tab. And we would be glad to take care of you as we extend this offer uh, through June 30th. Uh, it is a time-bound offer through June 30th for that free financial plan. Guys, we got to hurry and get in these other two characteristics of uh, your money personality. And Tim, I want to start with uh, the ostrich. Uh, not that, that you would be an ostrich by any He's stretch not. of the imagination. not the ostrich. No, you're, you're certainly not. No. Uh, uh, Tim uh, is uh, one of uh, the folks on our team that uh, is one of the most diligent planners that we have. And so ostrich is not your personality. No, it's not my personality at all. But I did have someone that I ruined with about 25 years ago that that was his personality. Oh, really? It, um, 
it didn't seem so bad. You know, I was still young. I was paying him a rent because it was his house. But, um, you know, I saw the bills stacking up on the dryer. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where he'd get the mail. He'd the just throw things zone. there. And yeah. It wasn't so bad until I came home one time and the electricity was off. Then, then it becomes serious. It's like, okay, what's going on, my friend? Yep. So we had to make sure that um, he started making sure, getting the bills paid on time. Yeah. I, I will say, as, a, as an advisor, this is a difficult personality on the rare occasion when we have an ostrich af- actually come into the office because they don't come in very I, often. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. these folks avoid us like the right. plague. Uh, but on the rare occasion that they do, it, just get the image of an advisor trying to physically pull an ostrich head out of the sand. That's about what we have to do to go, you're not thinking about any of the consequences of your actions here, and or the consequences, more importantly, of your inaction. So like when you avoid the utility bill, I don't care how much money you have in the bank, if you avoid paying the bill, they're going to shut your utilities off. Newsflash, this is how this works. If you avoid you know, dealing with your 401k at all, then guess what? If you put nothing in there at the end of the day and at the end of your career, you got nothing in it. That's how this works. Um, I kind of feel like I went into almost semi attack <laughs> mode, but I mean, seriously, get your head out of the sand because you're not going to find your retirement picture there. You yeah. know, there are a few ostriches that have come in that maybe did get lucky because they started, re- you know, investing in their retirement. Yeah. And they, they just kind of complete ostriches. They yeah. just kind of let it go. They did yeah. what they were maybe told that they should do. And fortunately, over time, they've accumulated some assets and right. were able to come in and we were able to help them out. Well, and obviously, it's a one of the reasons why you want to take a test is to reveal a behavior and then say, OK, do I need to change something? Right. And I think that if you are an ostrich, the, the message is, yep, you need to change something and, and, and get about some better money habits. All right. So let's finally talk about the the Fitbit financier. Now that's uh that's a, a interesting title, but but what does this mean, Fitbit financier, Janet? Okay, so Fitbits are are not as popular now as they were for a period of time, but you guys remember even around the Genwealth office, there was a period of time where probably half a dozen team members or so had a Fitbit and it was like how many steps are you at? Because I'm ahead of you by 300 steps today. And, you know, it was, there was this (laughs) ongoing competition about the physical activity. And because your Fitbit would tell you, it's like, hey, guess what? Here's where you are. You haven't stood up in a while. You need to stand up. You need to get your heart rate raised. You need to do this. It was telling you all the time. And so the financial version of this is this is a person who is constantly checking, where am I? What's my status on this financially? What's my status? on this? What do I need to do? How do I need to, you know, what's my financial activity need to be in order to move myself forward? And I will say I am a self-professed <laughs> Fitbit financier. I wish they had an easier name to say than that, but I'm a, I'm a financial Fitbit person. That's who I am. Well, I, and I think that there, there are some good aspects to that, but also you can take this to the extreme. You can, yeah. And, and here's how you take this to the extreme. And, and we've seen this of the people uh, that that check their 401k balance every day and sometimes or by the hour multiple times <laughs> yes. a day it's not going to change but until yeah, the end of the it's day not, so. it's not going to change I, I i heard that there's a, a company locally that actually has a kiosk that people can walk up to and get online immediately and check their 401k balance and i'm like Oh, please take that thing out. Don't yeah, do that. It's not healthy. It is not healthy. And 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 yeah, I know the Fitbits out there are going, no, no, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. But Tim, that's just not a healthy behavior when it comes to long-term investing. It can add a little bit of stress, especially during that time of, you know, late February and March when the markets were going down and they're looking at that. Actually, I even had some of those Fitbit folks that said, I just decided I wasn't going to look. And so that's a good thing. It was probably a good thing. And so you know, we've got the account view um, that we can yeah. have our clients set up to look at, and we can see kind of how often they're signing in. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we've got a lot of those that rarely or never sign in because they just say, you know, you're going to manage you guys it for handle me. This. I'll see you at the I'm, review. I'm yeah. getting my check. But we do have a lot of accumulators that I can see ch- check it daily. Yeah. Or and, weekly. and let me clarify, like, I'm not that person with my retirement money. But I'm probably going to pull up my checking account about every day. But it's not because 
uh, it's not the same reason. You know, it's because fraud happens and stupid happens. And, you know, back in the day, when my husband and I got married, there were no debit cards. And so if anything was purchased, a check was written and you had a physical document that you could go, all right, where are we? And so I generally know like where the checking account should be at any point in time. But if something crazy pops up, I'll go, hey, honey, did you buy something for $37.23 at such and such? And it's not that I care that the purchase was made. It's just I'm validating if it's real, because frankly, we've just seen too much crap, you know, but there's a difference in that and messing with your long-term money too much. Yeah. And, and I think that's where the danger comes yeah. in is messing with your long-term money because you can, it will cause you to do the wrong thing at the wrong yep. time for the wrong reason. The folks that were watching their 401k go down and then they, you know, got to the point of breaking and going, okay, I'm just going to move it. They probably, you know, closed the barn door after the horse had already gotten out, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and, and and that is where you hurt yourself in long term finances, and and really it is a and, and this is going to be pot and kettle here, Janet, for just a second. <laughs> it, it is literally a control issue. Yeah, it, it is. is. It is a control issue. You want to be in control of everything, and and sometimes what your portfolio needs now, not your checking account or anything, right. but most of the time, what your portfolio needs is a good leaving alone that's right and i think that's a good place to leave this subject alone of course you've heard our final bell we want to remind you about the opportunity to actually check in at gen wealth financial advisors and get your financial plan underway if you're 55 or older you've got an opportunity right now to get a free financial plan uh, we have waived our financial planning fee for uh, from now until june 30th so you have to come in and actually get your appointment on the schedule before uh, june 30th actually if you schedule the appointment before June 30th, we'll do the appointments over in July. And, yeah. and, and if contact you know, com- us by yes, June 30th, but contact us by June 30th. Uh, we will waive our financial planning fee if you are 55 or older. Guys, some last thoughts on uh, this six personalities that uh, really do drive how you handle money. I would say just have some fun with a quiz. Go check it out. Get ready for the future.com forward slash personality. Take the quiz, see who you are, check out the information after that to see what you might need to do to to grow yourself financially based on the personality that you have. And remember the, the little giveaway opportunity that we have for you to be able to get a book if you are among the first three people who take the quiz and then go to us on Facebook and let us know what your results were, then we will uh, we'll get you that book out and the name of it again is your retirement should be more tim well i think you know there's a lot of good things that come out of this quiz i think that the six different personality types there's some things in that each one of those that blended together yeah can make us a much better handler of our own money i would agree yeah absolutely and and i will say this as we close wherever you are right now if you're not comfortable with it it doesn't mean that you're always going to be that way there's always an opportunity for change and having a financial coach to help you through that change is probably the best way to do it reach out to us at 501-653-7355 that's going to do it for this weekend's edition of the get ready for the future show we'll see you next week the Gen Wealth financial team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 